Today, we're tackling a topic that resonates with all of us, living within your means. It's easy to get caught up in the allure of a consumer-driven society, but true financial well-being starts with understanding our income, expenses, and making intentional and choices around both of these. In this episode, we'll explore practical strategies to help you live within your means, gain control over your finances, and pave the way to a more secure and prosperous future. Let's dive in and discover the power of aligning our lifestyle with our financial reality. Let's jump in and help you increase your net worth today. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Thanks for joining me today on The Financial Mirror as we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time you are joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform, Form of your blah, blah, blah. See, I can't even get this out no more. Platform of your choice. We're 100 and what, 37 episodes in. Still can't get this right. Uh, But if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave that five-star review. And on Apple, those written comments go a long way in helping us reach more and more listeners. Now, this is the final part of the increase your net worth series. Step eight This is the final step. If you've gotten up to this part, you've heard this a million times, but for those that may have just found the financial mirror, let me just start off this series the same way I've started off the last seven, because if I stop now, you would think that I was not a man of my word when I said I was going to do this every single week. So let's start here. What's net worth? I'm glad you asked. If you want to learn more about each individual part of what we've gone over so far, go listen to the other seven parts of this series. Uh, This is the last part of this series, but if you will go out and do the first seven steps and this step, you will increase your net worth. So net worth is the, just to align, right? I'm not, not insulting your intelligence, but to align on what we're talking here is the total assets that you have minus total liabilities. This could be assets like cash, real estate investments, minus total liabilities such as consumer debt, right? Fill in the blank. It could be auto loans. It could be personal loans. It could be credit card debt. It could be student loan debt, all of these things. And no, a student loan is not an asset. (laughs) The job, I guess, is the asset. Um, the car is an asset, the house is an asset, the mortgage, the student loan, and the auto loan are all liabilities. So that's what we're talking about here. What do I want to do is I want you to increase that thing on the left of your um, minus sign, right? Total assets minus liabilities. We want to increase the total number of assets while decreasing all the way down to zero total liabilities. Okay. If we can hit zero, that's totally awesome. Uh, that's the goal here. So today I do want to close out this series uh, with something that has more to do with you than money. Okay. More to do with you than money. I've used this Stephen Covey uh, quote as a sort of benchmark for 
all the episodes so far, this side has been in every single episode and I would not take it out now because we develop our character muscles by overcoming challenges and obstacles. Every single step that we've gone over, all the steps in this Increase Your Net Worth series are going to be challenging. They're going to have obstacles. But your ability to overcome that is what develops your character. And someone that intrinsically or inside of you has good character, good moral compass, good alignment, good confidence, good you know idea of well-being, you will overcome challenges and obstacles. And that will translate into your personal life, your relationships, your financial life, all of these things, right? So everything we dive in today has to do with you being stronger in your mind than anything else, right? So far, um, there's been a, a idea around everything we've done is about a dollar sign, right? But today, it has nothing to do with dollars. I mean, I guess it kind of does. Um, but mostly what we're talking about is things that you're going to control inside of your mind. Uh, this isn't some, some like wizardry, uh, voodoo mind trick type stuff. This is just you having to speak to yourself inside of your mind, right? And figure that out. But what we're going to discuss is the importance of living within your means as a way to increase your net worth. This is probably harder than any other episode, which is why I kept it till the end. But if you can do this, you will be wealthy. You will be wealthy. It'll take some time, but you will be wealthy. But I, I wanted to keep this at the end because this is inherently the hardest, hardest to do because you can't see it. You can't see it. You have to almost like trust that, that this is, um, that you're doing this right. And, and there's, there's numbers like, right. Like there's number games you can do where you say, well, I'm not going to spend more than 30% of my income, my net income on my home. Right. That's a number. And you could track that and say, okay, well, if I'm at 45, I'm not living within my means, but this is hard because what's considered living within your means. What is that? Like what is in your means? So that's kind of where, um, I think that we need to start is what is living within your means. So I pulled up some quotes and I'm going to read these quotes, right? One says, live within your means, never be in debt. And by husbanding your money, you can always lay it out. Well, live within your income and save so that you can invest, learn what you need to learn, live below your means, but within your needs. I urge you to live within your means. One cannot spend more than one earns and remain solvent. I promise you that you will be happier than you would be if you were constantly worrying about how to make the next payment on non-essential debt. And then the last one on, on this slide is there's nothing creative about living within your means. Nothing creative, right? Never going to be happier than someone that's living within their means. Live within your means, but, but, but within your needs, right? All of these things are what it means to live within your, your means, right? Like this is now need means like these, are all the words are running together, but that's what this all means, right? That's what this all means is that there is a connection to people talk financial freedom. People talk it 
Um, you know, you, you hear about this like fire movement, financial independence, retire early. You hear all of those things, financial freedom, um, financial prosperity, financial, you know, living wealthy, hashtag wealth, right? Like, like there's tons and tons of things out there, but the true connection to all of those is living within your means. I've talked previously in another episode in this series about savings rates and things of that nature that goes into it, but to get higher savings rates, you have to live within your means, right? Because this creates the excess in your budget that allows for you to, 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 increase the savings rate, to put more towards your home, to pay it off early. All those things that we talked about are driven by this. This drives every bit of it because if you don't have excess in your budget, you will not have the money to increase savings rate. You will not have the money to pay off debt. You will not have the money to pay off your house early. You will not have the money to put towards retirement. All of those things are what it takes to live within your means. And if you don't, you will resort to debt. You will resort to financial stress. Things like that will come from those that try to live outside of the means that they are given. So the first place that we need to start is assessing your financial situation. So here's just another quick example of what it means to live within your means. And this is a a Barney style example, but if you if if a person named Sean takes in a thousand dollars a month and has a car payment of three hundred, his living expenses and rent are seven hundred, and his health, car, and renter's insurance are two hundred, um, you can sort of see that he is inherently uh, broke. Uh, his, since his monthly expenses are twelve hundred and his take home pays a thousand, he's not living within his means because he is spending more than he earns. Right, like that's kind of what this means. Uh, but he, there is no like savings rates in there either. So he's really not, he's really broke. Uh, so that's just one example. But the first place we need to start, first place we need to start. Um, I didn't, I forgot that I put that slide in there with a little walkthrough. So uh, feel free to go and pause the, ep- the episode or the video and, and look at that. If you're on a podcast, don't worry. You didn't really mean, miss much. I, uh, I, I literally just walked through that. So the first place that I want you to start is assess your financial situation. So take an inventory of your income, your savings, your investments, your assets, all of those things. And then I want you to add up all your liabilities, right? So practically coming up with your net worth. The difference here is that I want you to continue this by looking at all of your regular monthly expenses, your rent or mortgage, your car payments, your car insurance, utilities and phone bill, all those things, and then subtract that from your monthly earnings. Okay. That's where I want you to start because I want you to take your income. I want you to take your expenses and I want you to compare those two and say, am I spending more than I'm earning every month? If you're living on a debit card, it's impossible. You would be smacked with overdraft fees if you were living outside your means. Well, let me not, let me not say impossible. It is possible and it is possible to do it without you know, getting slapped with overdraft fees. It's just highly likely you're going to get slapped with overdraft fees. And I'm saying it's, it's possible because of the simple fact that you could, in, you know, potentially earn money in such a manner that it looks like that you always have money, but you really don't. Um, and you could spend it out of order and, and, you know, month to month, you could just be digging yourself a hole. 
the good part is that if you're not getting hit with overdraft fees, at least you're never really going below zero. So you do have some money. You're just probably not making much progress on increasing your net worth, which takes you away from the whole reason this series exists. So I encourage you to first assess your financial situation. And then after that, start looking at how much you're spending versus how much you're making. Now, where does this start? Well, obviously budgeting. Budgeting is how you gain better control over your finances. How? Because it's the only way to really track how much you're spending in each category. If you don't budget, you will not receive a good understanding of how much money you are spending in various categories. So you have to budget. You have to budget. But this is the first place that you should start. This will allow you to see if you are currently living within your means. Um, and if you're not, we can start to make some shifts to change that. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. So uh, I'm going into this episode with the philosophy that there are many people out there that are not living within their means. And I know that because consumer debt is increasing drastically. People, if you could pay cash for something, right? Like if you could pay cash for something, why would you put it on? Why would you take a loan out for it, right? I'm not gonna say put it on a credit card because some people use their credit card in exchange for their debit card. If you're in debt, I don't recommend that first and foremost. Uh, it does not do you any good, right? It does not. Any, those points are not getting you out of debt. I promise you that. If anything, this is only making your situation worse. So stick to the debit card until you get out of debt, build good financial habits and practices, and then we can talk credit cards. Um, happy to talk more with you on that, but there's some good some good um, philosophy back there behind that. So first off, figure out what your financial situation looks like, and then we'll go into the next step. Next step is setting realistic financial goals. And I'm emphasizing realistic. Um, here are four common mistakes that people make when they're setting goals. They are either not writing them down, which we all know, we've all seen the studies. And if you haven't, I'll tell you that there are studies out there that show that writing your goals down make them much more likely to occur. The reasoning behind this is that if it's not written down, it's not real right? You can't, you, you didn't, you didn't make it real. It's just in your head, right? It's just in your head. Your head is a powerful tool, which is why this episode is really hard. Um, but if it's not written down, it's not real. The other thing is, must, uh, another big mistake is that they're not specific. So very specific. If your goal is to save a thousand dollars in six months, that needs to be your goal. Not I'm going to increase my savings. Because you could increase your savings by $1, but increase your savings $1,000 in six months is specific. So you can or can't do it. Reason why people do this, I can give you a reason for most of all of these. Um, people do this because it allows them to be successful. People don't want to fail at their goal, right? So by being less specific, they um, are able to feel some sense of accomplishment when they increase their savings by $1 because they met their goal, right? increase my savings. Uh, the other thing is that they're too big. People, it's, it's like the biting off more than you can chew mentality. Uh, people set goals that are too big and that some people may call it like, uh, like stretch goals or something like that. Right. But 
the thing is, is that if you consistently don't hit your goal, you'll stop trying to get your goal. So that's the problem with the too big is that if you, if you did it one time and you did it as a quote unquote stretch goal. Okay. But if you keep setting yourself up, nobody wants to fail over and over and over again. So setting up goals that are too big, um, especially for like, I'm going to save $50,000 in, in 30 days. I mean, win the lottery. Good, good idea there. Um, but too big, way too big. Uh, and then the last one is too many. People like to do too many goals because then if they hit, you know, three out of the 10, they feel some sense of accomplishment. It all goes back to accomplishment. People want to feel successful. They don't want to let themselves down. So setting too many goals allows them to be slightly successful and then they can start to mentally tell themselves that they were successful, even though they only hit 30% of their goals. So that's kind of the the thing right there. You should also make sure that you understand that there are short-term goals and long-term goals and and short-term just sort of feed a long-term goal. Uh, most of the time. So setting those short-term goals, like I'm going to save um, three months of expenses in the next six months. Uh, that's, you know, more of a short-term goal. I would say like next 30 to 90 days is kind of a short-term goal there. Long-term being the next, you know, two to five years. And, you know, those extremely long-term goals could be like 10 year goals. Right. Um, but understanding that there's different time frames for goals is very important. And, you know, this is where, finances really takes off because you need to have a very specific written down goal and it needs to be like a single goal that you're working towards at a time. Don't try to, uh, people that try to pay off debt, increase their house payment, save for retirement, save for their kids college, and also build up their emergency fund. They're not successful. They're not successful financially because they're doing too much at once. So, being very specific and only doing one goal at a time from a finance perspective is better. So if you're working on building your emergency fund, work on building your emergency fund. If you're working on paying off your debt, pay off your debt. Stop worrying about retirement. Stop worrying about emergency funds. Stop worrying about all these things. Focus on one thing and be great at that one thing, right? And don't worry, this all comes back to here now. Where does where does all this goal setting come into living within your means? Bear with me. So five steps to live within your means, right? Five steps to live within your means. This is some strategies that I want you to think about to live within your beans. And and this is where you will absolutely, if you'll do these five things, you will be successful in the other seven steps to increase your net worth. First step, you need to budget. This isn't just create a budget. This is creating a budget and sticking to it. This is the foundation for how your finances will look. If you don't take the time to budget, you're not serious about your finances. So if you're not budgeting and you're in debt, don't be upset that you're not getting out of debt, right? If you're not budgeting and you're wondering why you can't, why you're living paycheck to paycheck, don't get mad for living paycheck to paycheck. If you're not budgeting and you get mad because you're not able to save for retirement, don't get mad because you're not saving for retirement. If you're not budgeting, you're not serious about your finances. And I'm, and I'm that's that's the cold, hard truth. I'm, I apologize if that's too straightforward. It's the cold, hard truth. If you're not budgeting, you are not serious about your finances. I've used this example and I'll use it again. Co- big companies, big companies like your Walmarts, big companies like your Amazons, big companies like your Teslas. Do you think that they 
walk into the the business and say, yep, y'all just spend the money. Just spend it as you get it, right? Just spend it as you get it. Um, yeah, no, no, we don't, we don't need a budget. We don't, what's a fiscal year of budget? Like we don't need a budget. Just spend it. I mean, do we have it in the bank? Yeah, just spend it. Just spend it. Nobody does that. No big company does that, right? These successful companies are not doing that and neither should you create a budget, show yourself that you're serious about your finances and you will be on your way. Second step needs versus wants. You need to figure out what's that voice inside of your head that's talking to you. Figure out what that means. You need to name that voice and figure out because it's going to tell you, you need this. You need this. Most of the times you don't. It's a want that you've your mind has converted to a need because there's this dopamine release whenever you allow yourself to get that. And you all of a sudden you feel good about it, but it goes away. The good feeling goes away, right? It goes away. Um, but if you will, if you'll name that, that voice and understand it, you will start to see that you don't need all the things that you thought you needed. They were all wants. So once you identify your needs versus your wants, you can go to step three and you can start to cut expenses. Bring some frugality into your life because you can go without a lot. A lot of that stuff that you need are wants, right? We just talked about that. We just talked about that you don't need half the things that you think you need. And those are all wants. But if you'll start to cut those down off of your expenses, you will start to be able to use that money to do what? Pay off your debt. To do what? Save for retirement, to build your emergency fund, to pay your house off faster. All those things we talked about, you'll be able to start to do. That takes us to step four. When you avoid debt, you will be successful. Stop going further into debt. If you have debt right now, stop going further into debt. Stop exactly where you're at. Whatever debt you have, cool. We can get you out of that debt. Just don't make it worse. Just because you're in a hole doesn't mean you should take your shovel and keep digging, right? You're not going to get out of that hole that way. So avoid debt at all costs. Stay out of debt and you will be financially successful. And then the fifth step to live within your means is when you just have cut every single thing and you're literally down to your bare bones, it's time to get creative. You got to figure out how you got to figure out how to live on less than you make. If that means get a side job, go get a side job, go get a second job, go build a side hustle, go do something because you've got to get creative about how to make more money. If you've cut everything, unfortunately, the, and I'm going to, I want to tell you this because, uh, I was talking about it at dinner last night, actually. Um, the one thing that people refuse to cut that normally drives them out of their means is their home. It's the number one thing. It's really hard for me to tell you that you are living in a house that you cannot afford, right? Because you feel like you like buying a house is, is not easy. It's a huge purchase, but it's the one thing that most people overspend on is where they live. Number one thing that most people overspend on is where they live. So if you can't afford your home, right? If you literally can't afford your home, um, it's, it's a tough decision. It's a tough, it's a tough conversation, but if, if you can't, uh, you, if you, and you want to live there, you got to go make more money so that you can afford that home. Otherwise that may be a spot for you to, to take an opportunity to, to move on to the, to the next place. Um, but if you'll do these five steps, you will begin to live within your means. And this is a continuum, right? Budget, Continue to look at your needs and wants because lifestyle creep is real. Lifestyle creep is real. And you need to make sure um, that you're going through these things constantly because 
Things will sneak into your life that you just weren't expecting. Now, the next thing you need to do is build and maintain some financial discipline. You need to make sure that you are setting setting a financial goal and going towards it and being disciplined about it, right? Abraham Lincoln right here on this quote said, discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Ask anybody and they'll tell you, I want to be out of debt, right? I want to be out of debt. But then you look at how they spend money and you can tell they really don't want to be out of debt. They do want to be out of debt, but they want it like right now, be out of debt but they don't want to do what it takes to get out of debt. So discipline is choosing between what you want now, right? By saying, I want to be out of debt. I want that right now. But then when it comes down to making decisions to get out of debt, that's not what they want most. They would rather do the other things. They'd rather go out to eat. They'd rather go on that vacation. They would rather all of these things, they don't really want it, right? So a couple of things that you can do to, you know, develop and maintain some financial discipline is to avoid impulse purchases. That's the number one derailer of, um, of lacking financial discipline is the, is that need versus want battle where those needs just keep trickling in, um, or those wants keep trickling in and you you think they're in need and that, that converts you to making impulse purchases. Another is to practice delayed gratification. Uh, this can easily be done through, you know, making you wait for certain things. So if you really need that, uh, wait 30 days, see if you actually did really need that. Uh, it's funny cause we, you know, I, I like to, I like to try to hold off on, on buying things for a little while to see if I actually need something. Right. And then if for, if for three months, I'm still talking about it, there's a good chance I really might need this. Uh, but if I've gone with it, if I've gone, you know, my, my catch 22 is if I've gone three months without it, do I actually need it? Right. Like, Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of a good practice. And then the other thing is get you an accountability partner. This could be a a friend. This could be a spouse. This could be whoever, uh, but seek some accountability through some type of support system to make sure that you're staying disciplined on the things you need to stay disciplined on. Uh, and then as I wrap this up, I really just want to highlight this. You've got to celebrate when you do something, the meta goal, right? You stayed motivated. You did something, celebrate that highlight the importance in your life of those little small wins, right? You're on a three, you're trying to save for three months worth of expenses for your emergency fund to get that fully funded emergency fund. What if after every month, so you get, you set aside one month of expenses, go celebrate that. You set aside that second month of expenses, go celebrate that. And then give yourself a heck of a celebration when you get three months of expenses set aside. That's a huge, huge accomplishment. You pay off debt, go celebrate, go celebrate. It doesn't have to be something dramatic, right? Build your little $20 celebration into there. Uh, you paid off an account, right? Go, go, go treat yourself to a, to an ice cream or something. I don't know. I don't know what your, what your thing is, but go do something just to celebrate that little milestone that you created. Uh, but then stay motivated. Those things help you stay motivated. And that's just a good place to, to continue to drive towards, uh, success, right? So as we sort of wrap this episode up, um, I want to, I want you to remember this. We wrap up this series, right? This whole increase your net worth series is getting wrapped up today. So I want you to remember this. Remember living within your means is not depriving yourself or sacrificing happiness, right? It's not you 
telling yourself, well, I'm going without and I'm just, you know, poor old me and blah, blah, blah. Like, like that's such, such, like it goes back to my Abraham Lincoln quote, and I can't say it enough. Giving up what, you, you know, you know, you, you have to want what you want most more than what you want now, right? What do you want most? And always keep that in mind when those things that like those things you want now pop into your head, you're not sacrificing anything. You're doing what it takes to get to where you want to be, right? It has nothing to do with sacrifice. I mean, heck, if it is a sacrifice, it's worth it because that's what you want most, right? It is a step toward what you want most. So it's all about finding a balance. Find a balance between your income and expenses. Prioritize your financial well-being and ultimately gain control of your financial future by setting those goals and keeping in mind what you want most, right? But if you'll do that, you will be successful. So just remember, when it comes to, to increasing your net worth, when it comes to living within your beans, you need to assess your current situation. Then you need to set realistic goals. Then implement some those, those five steps, right? Implement those five steps to live within your means and then stay disciplined. And don't forget to celebrate along the way. You will achieve a greater sense of financial freedom and peace of mind when you follow these steps right? When you follow those steps, remember your financial future begins with the choices you make today. Your financial future begins with the choices you make today. So if you make choices today that just send you further into debt, 10 years from now, don't be upset when you're still in debt. Three years from now, don't be upset when you're still in debt. When, if you're, if you're not setting aside for retirement 20 years from now, don't be upset when you don't have enough to retire, right? The decisions you make today will affect your future, right? Not the decisions you make tomorrow, not the decision you make next month. The decision you make today will affect your tomorrow, okay? So I appreciate everyone. Uh, Always remember that this information in the podcast is for educational purposes and not considered any type of professional advice um, for finances, but truly educate you around personal finances. Uh, everybody's situation is different, and I do want you to always make sure that you are seeking per, uh, like a personalized assessment of your personal finances. Uh, this is to educate everyone around around the basis of personal finance. But to to lead into that, if you are ready to take control of your finances and you need a little extra dose of support to do so, you can always head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen. Um, that'll get you set up with me. Go ahead and book your free consultation. Uh, we'll get a meeting set up together. It'll only take about 15 minutes of your of your time. And that will allow us to see if a financial coach is best for you. We can get you on the path. We can make sure you're living within your means. We can make those things, uh, those, those changes that are necessary to get you to where you want to be. Just take the first step and go to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now. If you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick up some awesome financial mirror gear. Everything in that store goes directly back into the stream, back into the business to continue to grow and build better products for you, the listener, the client. Um, So I appreciate everyone that continues to to purchase and buy and build uh, the community that we got growing here. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, I really appreciate everyone that's tuned in for this entire series. I really hope that you got something out of these last 
eight episodes of Increase Your Net Worth. I know that I know for a fact, without a shadow of a doubt, if you will take this information and you will go and apply it to your life, you will increase your net worth. You will be happier financially. You will have more. Uh, you have a, a financial peace of mind that just that just comes over you, right? So I appreciate it. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you if you learn something and you want to share this, please do share it with friends, share it with family members, share it with coworkers, uh, just so we can continue to grow and build the personal finance knowledge that's in our communities. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to subscribe and leave that five star review and written comment. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the channel and like the video, leave a comment, and just let me know uh, what step are you on in your financial journey. What what episode of Increase Your Net Worth did you enjoy the most? I'd love to know. Uh, but that that's all for this week. And I look forward to uh, some of the upcoming episodes. I think you're going to like them. So till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.